In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is finished. Perhaps when we hear Jesus declare this, it strikes us as a cry of resignation and defeat. After all, Jesus is experiencing the cruel torture and execution that is crucifixion. He has been condemned to die in this profoundly vicious way. Suffering as he is on the cross, we might assume that what is finished is his life, and that Jesus has resigned himself to that fate. Perhaps Jesus is announcing that he himself is finished. We might hear Jesus as declaring his way of being in the world as finished and defeated. Jesus came to bear witness to the, to the love and justice of God. Jesus healed and forgave. Jesus challenged the political power structures and the religious authorities of his time. Jesus was saying no to the ways in which the powerful thrive and the poor and the marginalized suffer. He offered an alternative vision and an alternative way. And for his efforts, the powers that be put him to death. As such, perhaps it is not just Jesus who is dying, but his way of being in the world, perhaps his way of of love and justice is finished. And in this way, Jesus dying on the cross is it's a bit like holding up a mirror for us. In this way, the cross becomes more than just a single man dying 2,000 years ago. More than this, in the cross, we are invited to see a symbol of the brokenness and the alienation of our world. Here is the so-called sin of the world on display. Here we see the world we've inherited and the world that we've helped to create. As we look upon Jesus as he suffers at the hands of sinners upon this brutal and simple tool of murder, something fundamental about who we are is being revealed. Here we are forced to behold our circumstances, and the predicament in this world. Here is our our way. Here is our dilemma. What the cross shows us is that we are both implicated and vulnerable. We are often guilty of participating in, and we are responsible for all of the crucifixions of this world. And yet, at times, we are also the ones crucified, the ones suffering. We are both the cause of suffering for others and, the, and sufferers ourselves, often at the hands of others. For Jesus to say, it is finished, could be, to an interp- to an, could be interpreted as an announcement of the triumph of this cycle of violence 
this cycle of harm and defeat, this defeat of his way of love and justice. But to interpret Jesus as declaring it is finished as an announcement of defeat is, is to miss the whole tone of John's passion narrative, which we have just heard sung. Throughout John's passion, Jesus remains mysteriously in control. For instance, it is Jesus who hands himself over to the authorities when they come to arrest him. Or later, when Pilate says to Jesus, do you not know that I have power to release you and power to crucify you? Jesus calmly replies to Pilate, you would have no power over me unless it was given from above. Yes, Jesus embodies weakness, but he is also in control, calm and resolute throughout. But this resoluteness is not an attitude of stoicism or of resignation. Rather, Jesus is is calmly entering into the very mission of love and justice that God has given him. The mission that God has given to Jesus is not being thwarted here on the cross, but rather is being entered into more and more fully as he heads towards his death. The single word that we have translated for us as it is finished can also be translated as it is fulfilled or it is accomplished or it is perfected. Entering into this suffering, entering into this degradation, entering into this death is not a defeat for Jesus but but the exact way in which he is completing and perfecting the mission that God has given him. And this completion is twofold. On the one hand, he is leaving behind him his message of love and justice, which he has stayed faithful to until the end. He's leaving it behind for those who will come after to carry, both by word and by deed. We who would look to follow him, must share his way in the world. But more than just that, Jesus is ushering into reality the possibility of an ultimate union with God, as God in Jesus enters into complete solidarity with the human condition. As Jesus enters into our forsakenness, He is revealing and inaugurating the reality that there is no place, there is no space in the human existence that is now foreign to God. In Christ, God is radically identifying himself with the full depths of human alienation and human suffering. Christ's mission is to enter more and more into solidarity with us, with humanity. And this can only be done when God embodies the depths of our separation from God and from one another. It is only in being totally alone 
and totally cut off from all by entering into the depths of the depths that Christ can lift the whole world up to salvation and draw all people to himself. What is revealed on this Good Friday is that the world crucifies God, that we crucify God. And yet what is also revealed is that God's love is stronger than that crucifixion, stronger than even death. God's love endures the pain of death and is unconquered by death. In response to our no to God, and freedom and love, God says yes to us. And so as much as the, the cross is a symbol of our brokenness, it is all the more a symbol of God's love for us and of God's solidarity with us. God is with us in the depths of brokenness and in the depths of alienation. The cross reveals God's identification with us in our sin and our pain and even in our death. This is the ground and the means of our salvation, both in history but also in the eternal life given to us by God. God's solidarity with us is both the source of our freedom now and the freedom and love that will be finally and completely realized in the age to come. And one of the things that this means is that there is a secret hidden in our suffering, just as there is a secret hidden in Jesus' suffering. The secret is that we do not need to despair in suffering, nor do we need to run from our own suffering or from the suffering of others. And this is so because Christ is present in the heart of suffering. At the center of suffering, there is Jesus, because Christ is now at the center of everything human. God is at the center of all that is human. Which is not to say that suffering is good. It's not to say that suffering is to be desired. God is, is not a sadist, and we are not called to be masochists. I do not believe that God wants us to suffer, and so we should not want to suffer. But we are invited and called to recognize that suffering, especially especially suffering born of love bears within it the possibility of new life for indeed god is not distant but present even and maybe especially in the place of suffering indeed what good friday reveals to us is that god can even bring new life out of death because god is there Indeed, we can risk being vulnerable and never lose hope because God is present in that very vulnerability. And so the proclamation, it is finished, is not a cry of defeat. It is not a resignation in failure. Rather, 
Here is a cry of victory. It is finished. Now all of humanity, all of creation is being drawn to God in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is finished. God's triumph is hidden beneath what looks like utter defeat. It is finished. Our alienation, our brokenness, and even our deaths, none of these will have the last word. For God's love triumphs. For it is finished. Amen.